This is a shir on the Kutti Sikhis Chelek Yud Ches. The Sikha Bahaleischa, the fourth Sikha, Bahaleischa Dalit. And here it goes. Bapesach Sheni. Actually, Bashkocha Pratis. I'm recording this on Tuesday in Bangkok. The shir of Chitas is exactly the Sikha content, Pesach Sheni. So about Pesach Sheni, it's known the word of the Rebbe, and the Rebbe is writing this in the Kodesichas, the Rebbe writes the word of the Rebbe, it means his Rebbe, the Pidik Rebbe. Pesach Sheni in Yone is, as is Nitokim Farfan, the concept of Pesach Sheni is that there's nothing lost, nothing that's ever uh, irreparable. I mean, can alamul farichten, you can always fix. Even if somebody was impure, somebody was in a distant way. Even if he chose to be in a state that he couldn't bring the first Pesach, it was by his choice. Nonetheless, you can rectify, you can fix. That's the lesson of the um, of the Fitik Rebbe. It's brought in Ayyemia. The Rebbe brings it in Ayyemia. Dafim we have to understand, it is true. So the Rebbe is going to say here that there's, there's three opinions in the Gemara about the function of Pesach Sheni. So perhaps as an introduction, let me go, let me go to the Gemara in Pesachim and just give you quickly the, the rundown of the three opinions regarding Pesach Sheni and its function. So, um, like this, it's Gemara, the Pesachim, that's the Gimel. Rabbi Savar, there's three way. There's a three way argument, because there's a um, there's a scenario. What happens if a ger becomes a ger between Pesach and Pesach Sheni? He wasn't obligated in the first Pesach, or a kid becomes a mitzvah. He wasn't obligated in the first Pesach, and now Pesach Sheni comes along. Does he have to bring a carbon Pesach? So the Gebraisa says a ger that became converted between the two Pesachs, or or a minor who became a bar mitzvah between the two Pesachs. Chayiv Las is Pesach Sheni. He has to make Pesach Sheni. That's the words of Rebbe. Even though he had no obligation the first Pesach, come second Pesach, got to make a new Korban Pesach. Because Rebbe is of the opinion that Regel Bifnei Pesach Sheni is its own obligation, it's its own mitzvah. Even though you weren't part of the first Pesach, got to bring the second Pesach. Rebbe Nosson Eimer, Rebbe Nosson says, Kol Anybody who was obligated to bring the first one is obligated, if he didn't bring the first one, to bring the second one. And um, if he wasn't obligated to bring the first one, like in the case of a gear or a cotton, no, the second one rolls around, he's not obligated. What's the argument? The Gemara says the argument is Rebbe says Pesach Sheni is its own Yom Tov. says, no, it's fixing the first one. If you weren't obligated in the first one, you're not obligated in the second one. It fixes the second one. Actually, to be just a little bit more precise, he says it's Tashlumin. <coughs> it completes, it can fulfill the first one that wasn't brought, but only if you didn't bring the first one by accident. If you deliberately didn't bring the first one, yeah? Even if you brought the second one, you didn't get rid, really, of that stain. You didn't bring the first one. That's one opinion. Next opinion is Rabbi Hanani ben Akavya. Rabbi Hanani ben Akavya says, even if you deliberately didn't bring the first carbon, but you brought the second one, you fixed it all up. It's takanta, it fixes the bringing the first carbon. So basically, there's two general approaches, which that, that's really why I'm teaching uh, this from inside the Gemara. Two general approaches. There's the approach that we're fixing up or completing what was missing because you didn't bring the first one. And in that case, according to that, 
somebody who became a ger wouldn't, uh, or cut and became a mitzvah, he wouldn't bring the second Pesach. And then there's the opinion of Rebbe. Rebbe says that, no, regardless of whether you were obligated in the first carbon Pesach, Pesach Sheni is its own mitzvah. Regel bifnei atzmei, we're going to see the Lashon Lein and Zichah, it's its own yantav. Even though you didn't have the obligation on the first one, you've got to bring the second one. So now, you tell me, what does it sound like? Um, you can always fix. You can always fix. The we just said, sounds like the Pesach Sheni is fixing what you missed out on the first Pesach. Right? So let's understand this. It's true that when we learn Ahira and Avedis Hashem from Primus Atayra and so on, sometimes it only fits according to one opinion in Torah, which is not the, the Halacha opinion. Because since everything in Torah, both opinions in Torah is the words of living Hashem, even though only one can be the Halacha, but they're both valid pieces of Torah. And that's why even when you get up in the morning and you're going to learn only Beis Shammai, which one space, Hillel said differently, you're not even allowed, it's, it's, it's not even considered a Mishnah, it's not even considered a teaching that you have to reckon with. You know, we don't find between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel that we say, you know what, Beis Hillel is lenient, but if you want to be meticulous, be stringent like Beis Shammai. No, one space, the halach is like Beis Hillel, Beis Shammai's opinion is not reckoned with, but it's Torah. And if you get up in the morning and you're studying that piece of Torah, just about Beis Shammai, you have to make a bruchas of Torah. You have to make a bracha before studying it. It's Torah. Similarly, even if it's not the halacha, it's Torah, and therefore you could learn a, 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 a hayra, you can learn a teaching about Bidis Hashem. However, it would be nicer to say, it's sweeter, it's more, it's more, it's, it's easier to say, it's better to say, that the, the hayra, the teaching we learn about Bidis Hashem, also fits according to the way the halacha is. Now, as we just pointed out, there's a machlekes, a general machlekes, is Pesach Sheni fixing the first Pesach? Or is it, it's on Yontif. L'cha'ira, this vartin ayyem is going according to the, the way of looking that Pesach Sheni is fixing the first Pesach. Right? Either it's tashlumin or takanta. Either it's completing the first Pesach, even though it can't fully make up for it, like we said, according to that Rabbi Nosson, if you deliberately didn't bring the, um, the um, what should we call it? The carbon Pesach, then the, the second one will, will not totally fix that. But the, the other opinion is that Takanta tradition is it, it, it does totally fix the first Pesach. So then, that would be the Vart. You can always fix, right? Um, parenthetically, in other words, according to the Bnosan, if you made a mistake and didn't bring the first Pesach, definitely the second Pesach takes care of that. That's exactly what it's for. And if you didn't bring the first Pesach even deliberately, you have to bring the second Pesach. Just saying whether or not it totally wipes out the residual effect of not having brought it. At any rate, Simply speaking, though, the day, the day of Rabbi Hanani, as we said, the day is that Takanta, that the second Pesach fixes the first Pesach, even if he deliberately didn't bring the first Pesach. So, oh, that seems to be perfect with the Vart of the Fritikeba, but that's not the Alacha. The Alacha is like Rebbe. The Pesach Shen is its own regal. And the second Pesach is not at all dependent on the first Pesach. It's its own independent Chiv, just like all other festivals. So how do, we, how do we have there, according to the opinion of Rebbe, which is the halacha, as Paskant in the Rambam, how does that fit with the Vart, that you can always fix? <laughs> Pesach Sheni is even when there's nothing to fix. The guy was a, was a pre-bar mitzvah. Was, he didn't, and he missed the Karm Pesach. He didn't have to bring the Karm Pesach. Now he brings the second Pesach. How does that teach you about fixing what was missed? Base. So very simply, we could say, it's not a question. Because even according to Rebbe, Let's take the theme, let's take the, the, the general meaning of Pesach Sheni. 
Even though Rebbe says it's its own Yom Tov, but when does that obligation come? It's not that if you did the first place, you did the second, you do another, you do it again. It's a new Yom Tov came. No. If you didn't bring the first carbon Pesach, right? Then you bring a second carbon Pesach. If somebody brought the first carbon Pesach, he's not allowed to bring the second Pesach. And even if a person, according to Rebbe, even if a person deliberately didn't bring the first carbon Pesach, he brings the second carbon Pesach and then he doesn't get caught. So that means to say that generally, even according to Rebbe, he says it's a yonta by itself, its whole concept is to come and make up for the first Pesach. And it teaches us there's no loss. Nothing's right. And that's the way it was. How did the whole Karm Pesach come to be? It was to fix that the people said, Why should we miss out Lomani Gada? We're Tomei, Mlinevashadam, we're Tomei. And then Hashem said, No, you got to make up time. Somebody was Tomei, somebody was far away. And the second month, the 14th day of the month, in the afternoon, make the Karm Pesach. The fact that Rebbe says, mainly that means, mainly what that means to say, Somebody who was, the purpose of him saying that is to say that there's there's an individual chorus for Pesach Sheni. In other words, if somebody mistakenly, inadvertently, or by reasons beyond the control, an anus, didn't bring the the carbon Pesach Rishon, so now he has to bring the second carbon Pesach. Now there's a machlek, if a person, by accident, didn't bring the first Pesach. What happens if he now deliberately didn't bring the Karm Pesach? So Rebbe says, the second Karm, so like this, according to Rabbi Hananiah, that the second Karm Pesach is just fixing the first one. If the first one he really didn't have to bring because he had an Oynas, so even if he doesn't bring the second one, there's no Karm Because it, the, the second one is just a continuation of the first, and the first he was Mamish Potter from. Right? However, According to Rebbe, he says, no, 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 no. The first take, he was take a from it. The second one comes as, it's, as a full-on obligation. And now, if amazed it, you don't bring it, there's chorus. So, that's really what Regal Bifnei means. But Le'elam says that Rebbe, in general, of course it's coming to, 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 to fix what was not done in the first carbon Pesach. That's the whole context is. You bring it on the first. If you brought it on the first, you can't bring the second. If you didn't bring it on the first, you bring it on the second. However... It's not so simple, because in the end of the day, the fact that Rebbe says it's regal b'fnei is not just about kodesh. He also says b'poyel, that's why he paskins in the Gemara, that a ger that becomes this guy between the two Pesachs, or a kid that becomes by mitzvah between two Pesachs, has to make a Pesach sheni. Oh, he didn't have any obligation of Pesach Rishon. That doesn't seem, this aspect, the way the application is, in a geshen is gayer, doesn't seem to fit the vart of, it's the shtok of hafalum. This is not fixing something. He's bringing a car. He wasn't obligated in the first Pesach. So how does that aspect fit with the Vart of Fidika? Again, the Rebbe said, it's okay to, if it fits with certain aspects. It's even okay if the whole, if it, does, if it fits according to Shitta, that's not La'alacha. If it only fits with Rabbi Hananya, it fits perfectly with Rabbi Hananya, right? Because Rabbi, uh, uh, Rabbi Hananya says that it's Takante tradition, that it's fixing the first one. Very simple. You have to bring the first one. If you deliberately didn't, even if you deliberately didn't bring the first one, you bring the second one, and no kodas. So it's definitely a makeup. So the word can fit, but that's not the halacha. Rebbe is the halacha, which is regal b'fnei So it doesn't have to fit according to the opinion of the halacha, but better yes, that it fits the opinion of the halacha. Even according to Rebbe, the Rebbe just said, 
Generally, the, con- the concept fits. It didn't bring the first basic, it bring the second basic. However, it doesn't fit fully because the application of that when a ger or cotton becomes obligated only in the middle of the two Pesachs that they now have to bring, that doesn't seem to fit with the concept of it's not fixing something. Gimel. So with regard to a cotton, we could still say the fact that a cotton is obligated to make a Pesach Sheni. How do we have an aspect of found that you're fixing something that was, that was missing? We could say like this, at least we could force the following answer. It's not, a, it's not an easy answer, but we could, we could kind of fit it in. What could we fit in? Since a cotton could be, a cotton is allowed to be appointed onto a carbon Pesach. There's even a svara that even midairaisa says seleves oves, a lamp per household. It includes also kids under bar mitzvah, and the Rambam says even more so if the kid was part of the intentional, of uh, uh, intentionally part of by the ones who were doing the carbon part of that first carbon, you can't bring a carbon sheni for him. He's part of a pesach sheni, so you do see that he is somehow connected to the mitzvah of carbon pesach. And Mamela, what happens is, if he wasn't part of the Pesach Rishon, and he became a Godel, became Bar Mitzvah between two Pesachs, so the obligation to make Pesach Sheni is in some way fixing that he wasn't optionally part of the first carbon Pesach. He was Potter, but he could have been part. So now we're fixing that he wasn't part. You can make it up in the Pesach Sheni and bring a, 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 full oblig- a fully obligatory carbon Pesach Sheni. However... I'm just wondering out loud if, if a kid knows he's becoming bar mitzvah, even though usually, let's say a family where usually the kids are, you know, counted in, as part of the Korban Pesach, if this is the year that he's becoming bar mitzvah between the two Pesachs, maybe in that case, again, thinking out loud, I don't, I don't see that it ever points this out, that he wouldn't be part. Because now, because come Pesach Sheni, he can bring a, a full a full carbon on his own. Anyway, however, it's just a matter for further thought. However, when it comes to a ger, a ger didn't have any connection to Pesach Rishon. He's not obligated to mitzvahs. So how does that fit with regard to a ger? This nishdokim found that this is somehow a makeup, making up what he wasn't at all obligated in the first Pesach. Says the Rebbe We can explain. The Adram, in a way, although it's counterintuitive, although it sounds like when Rebbe says regal bifnei it's only yomtiv. It sounds like this is. Very much not the word to the Friedrich Rebbe that it's Nishtok and Fafal, that he's making up something. No, it's something new. No, it's actually much more. This is Nishtok and Fafal. Much more than the other opinions that say Tashlumin or Takant. Why? The other opinions, either that it's Tashlumin tradition that it's uh, making up for the first one, or Takant tradition, it's fixing the first, the absence of the first carbon. So the main, the, still what we're saying is the main carbon Pesach is 14th of Nisan. You can have a make-up date. You can fix the chiyuv of 14th Nisan and Hashem gave you another time to be able to bring it. But the Torah didn't give you another time of Pesach. It gave you an opportunity to fix kind of retroactively back to 14th Nisan. Rabbi is saying, Hashem gave a new Yom Tov called the 14th of Ear. There's the 14th of Nisan the time for bringing the carbon Pesach, and then there's a new time in which you bring the carbon Pesach Sheni. You So not just are you fixing retroactively the omission of not bringing the first Pesach, but you have now a new time to bring the carbon Pesach. 
In other words, according to Rebbe, the reason you're obligated in Pesach Sheni is not because you still have a residual chiyuv obligation from the first Pesach, which is what those other opinions are. It's either tashlumin or takanti, either fulfilling or fixing. Back there, what, the 14th of Nisan. Rebbe says it's its own thing. You, Dalari, is a time where you are obligated to bring a carbon Pesach if you haven't yet brought it on, on your Dalad Nisan. Because obviously, Pesach's, the celebration of freedom, is only one carbon. So if you did the first one, so that second one doesn't apply to you. But it is a time of Pesach. Now, Mela, that this even more highlights this concept. This is Nishtok of When we say there's, you never miss out, so if you learn that it's only fixing the first one, so okay, you're, you're taking away the, the mark of omission. But Rebbe is saying much more. You're actually recreating a Pesach. Hashem gives you a new Pesach. It totally fixes what you didn't have the first Pesach. With all the details. It's a time of Pesach. You bring the Korban Pesach. And the Rebbe says in Ha'ar 24, you could say that there's two aspects to the, to the, to the Rebbe's, Fidik Rebbe's Pisgam. There's Mekanalamol Farichni. You can always fix even if it was Tomei, even if it was far, even if he did it deliberately, you can always fix. Nonetheless, you can fix. Why does he add at the end? Nonetheless, you can fix. He just said, you can always fix, even if you were Tommy or so on. So Rebbe says, maybe there's two points. There's, you can always fix. In other words, clear up the omission. That's the last thing. I can always fix what was missing. And then, maybe in the first thing, he says, there's nothing that's missing. You can always fix. Maybe that's you can always recreate. We're going to talk much more now about what does it mean, not just, not just fill in what's missing, but means to bring a wholesomeness that was not there before. So there's two aspects here. The aspect of Fixing and the actual action of even doing better than fixing, actually recreating kind of a, a, a new wholesomeness. So let's understand. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit more as the sicha develops. So according to this, we'll understand also about a ger that converts between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni, or a boy that becomes bar mitzvah between, between Pesachs. The fact that there's an obligation to make the Pesach Sheni, even though they had nothing lacking, because they weren't obligated in the first Pesach. But since the point of Karm Pesach is not just to fix the omission in the past but to create a new reality, to fulfill the, 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 the obligation of the new reality of the new time of Pesach that Hashem provided, the Yudaladir. Okay, so that they do have. And now they're Mechoiva Mitzvahs. So now we're actually, we are fixing. What are we fixing still? We have to hone in on this. Hey, according to this, we'll understand, even Rebbe who says Pesach Sheni is Tashlumin, even according to Rebbe, Pesach Sheni is a Tashlumin. Why? Because the word Tashlumin doesn't always... What we're asking, it's not fixing some omission. The ger wasn't chayev, first Pesach. So what do you mean you're fixing? Tashlumin also means wholesomeness. Aleph, tashlumin can mean mashlim zayin to fix an omission, to fix something that was lacking. Basically, it means shlem is to bring a completeness, a wholeness. Even though there was nothing lacking without this thing. But there's a sh- more shlemus when you add this thing. And then I was going to give several examples of how we see that there's something that can add what's called shleimus, even though when it wasn't there, you can't say that there was something lacking. First of all, when it comes to selling a walled city house, it says that there's one year to redeem it, and it says, shana tumima, if it was there for a full year. What does tumima mean, a complete year? 
The Gemara says Tamima means if it's a, a, a leap year, it includes also the 13th month. I. It, why does it have to, have to say Tamima, complete year? Because without that, counting that month, it would also be called a year. But it wouldn't be a Tamima. So the year wouldn't be lacking after 12 months. Yet, the 13th, because it's a leap year, now that 13th month becomes Tamima, makes it a, a related, we, we refer to it as a Tamima, as a complete, more wholesome year. Similarly, uh, we say about the Aveda and the Beis Amikdash, there is an Aveda that's called Aveda She'en Tama. It's not an Aveda that's complete. In other words, when is a person, when, when, when is there a Chiyuv? Um, when is there a Chiyuv that is, there's a Chiyuv that is Zar, somebody who's not a Kiyuv is not allowed to do that, the service in the Beis Amikdash. But when is there a Chiyuv, Misa, when is there a death penalty for doing Min HaShemayim? For doing service in the base amigdash that, that, that only a kohen is supposed to do and a zar shouldn't do, only when it's an aveda that's called an aveda tama, which means a completing aveda. In other words, there's nothing that needs to take place after that aveda. For example, if somebody shechted and then received the blood, the kohen has to receive the blood. Shechting can happen through a zar, through a, through a non kohen, but the receiving of the blood has to be done by a kohen. If a zar, if, if a non kohen received the blood or took the blood to the to Mizbeach, is not Chayev. Why? Because the next stage in that process is sprinkling the blood. Aveda, Tama means Aveda that finishes its phase of what needs to be done. For example, if, if, if a non-Koyan sprinkled it, the last thing done with the blood is sprinkled on Mizbeach. Or if he poured the water, the last thing done, Nisuchamayim is pouring the water. Or bringing up the carbon on the, on, on, on the, on the, uh, on the actual Mizbeach, that's the last thing in that chain. So those would be called Aveda Tama, that would be a completing Aveda. And then Azar, somebody who's non-Kohen, would be, would be punished for that. Now, when somebody did the other part of the Aveda, there's nothing missing that Aveda. But it's not a completing Aveda because there's still something to be done afterwards. It in itself is complete Aveda. Yet it's not called the Aveda Tama. This is also we find perhaps something a little bit more relatable to us. We find two concepts regarding tzedakah. We know that there's an obligation to give the poor person whatever he's missing. Says the Gemara, you are obligated to provide him with sustenance, whatever he's lacking. What is ever lacking? Could be that this person is used to having a horse to ride on, and a servant running in front of him, announcing, sir, whatchamacallit, is, is, is on his way. So that is an obligation of tzedakah. Then there's something that's more than that. Which, by the way, you're not obligated to, to give the poor person. That is la'ashri. To make him wealthy. Even though that's not something that he's lacking. So that, let's, let's understand what the Rebbe is saying here. Um, there's the... There's... Um, you could give a person... You could, the, the, again, I'm getting a little, I, I got a little confused there because if you look up the Gemara in Subas, and we all know that at the Metzuvah, I think Rashi brings it even, you have to give him what he's lacking, but you're not obligated to make him rich. So there's two levels. I'm saying regarding Tzedakah, there's two levels. Not that you're obligated to do both, but there's two levels. There's what he's lacking that we have to give the, the Oni, and it could be very lavish if that's what he's used to. Then there's giving him wealth. Now, the thing is like this. Before, if if I can give somebody wealth, so now 
let's let me just give a quantifiable example. He's used to one person running in front of him. Now I can make him wealthy. The wealthy people have five people running in front of them. So now, once I give him five people running in front of him, does that mean that when he only has one person running in front of him, he was missing something? No, because he's not used to that. So he had a, once you gave him a, 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 a horse and one person running in front of him, it's complete. But now there's something more that you can do. Again, it's a way you're not obligated. But now there's a higher level that a person can have financially, and that is wealth. Five people running in front of him. So that's shlemus. That's not that when he doesn't have those five people, there was something lacking. No, he had one person. That's what he's used to. Now you've taken care of his needs. But there's something that can be added onto that, which is called shlemus. It's, it's adding more completion. It's an additional dimension, the dimension of wealth, more than he needs. And that was going to give a fascinating, fascinating application of, of, uh, of, of this. Just hang on. Vav. So now what we can say is like this. Again, so we said tashlumin can mean filling what was lacking. It can also mean adding a new dimension of wholesomeness. Which, even if it wasn't there, there was nothing lacking. So we can say that when we say that Eina Tashlumi, Tashlumi Rishon, what Rebbe says in the Gemara, the second Pesach is not a completion of the first. The Rebbe of Neatzmi, it's on Yom Tev. He wants to bring out, it's not, not that it's not Tashlumi, it's not, it's not adding, it's not filling. He's saying it's not such a Tashlumi that the whole purpose is to come and fix the omission, fix what was lacking. But it has its own agenda. The whole concept of the Pesach now gets achieved in a wholesome way. So by Gersh and his Geyer, there's also this Indian of this Indian of Tashlumin. In other words, why? Because you're right, before he wasn't allowed to bring the Korban Pesach, he wasn't Jewish. But as his Nishdok of he doesn't lose the Shlemus of bringing the Korban Pesach. And this becomes more understood when we take a look at the way we look at a Ger. The Chidah, Chaim Yosef David Azulai. The Rebbe very often would quote this particular word of his, where it says, Gershon is Gaia. It doesn't say Goishin is Gaia. Like, for example, when you talk about the, the contrasts, so it's a Ebed Shinishtacher, a slave that was freed, or a Kotten Sheigdal, a minor that became a God that became a Bar Mitzvah. So it should say Goishin is Gaia, a, a Gentile that became converted, became Jewish. It doesn't say that. It says, Gershon is Gaia. He's already a Ger before he's in his Gaia. Because it says the Chidah. Before he was Megayer, in actuality, he was already a Ger. He already had, while he's still halachically a Goy, he already had the spark of a holy Neshama. It wasn't brought out in actuality. In a revealed way, it only came out once he converted. So in that sense, what, what, what develops here is that even by Pesach Rishon, he was already a Ger in potential. And so he had a connection to Pesach, but Pesach Sheni now brings him a Shlemus that now he has the full... He has the full Pesach and his connection to Pesach in the first Pesach now becomes reenacted, so to speak, by the second Pesach where he brings a full-on Pesach Sheni. So what the Rebbe is saying is that there's, at this stage of the Sikha, the Rebbe is saying that there's Shlemos, Pesach Sheni, Tashlumin, where it's just fixing the first Pesach. And then there's the second aspect, which Pesach Sheni, Tashlumin, it's adding an additional dimension. And in that case, the gears also benefit of that additional dimension he's getting of the Pesach. And therefore, but still in all, how does it, how does it fit with this? You're fixing what wasn't there 
at the first Pesach. So we're saying the Ger, he was feeling the lack of the first Pesach. He was a Gershon, his guy, he had a Nitzit, so he's already connected. And now we're fulfilling it. But still, it doesn't mamish fit because there was nothing lacking then. He wasn't obligated. The Rebbe says, the truth is that the, both Pirushim, the word Tashlumin, Zion, both uh, uh, in, in the word Tashlumin actually have to have an association. So even when we say Tashlumin as adding a wholesome dimension, it still is connected also with the, with the, with the, with the Pirush, Aposhet, with the simple Pirush, where Tashlumin is fulfilling something lacking. How, how is that? That's but is like this. This, this is a general concept, I think. Since there is the potential to have an addition, an additional dimension compared to the previous situation, so once that's not there, because it's potentially able to be there, when it's not there, it's also an omission. There's also a, a lack. In other words, Shlemus is not just an addition, but if that addition isn't there, then it would be lacking. So now the Shlemus is also fulfilling that, so that additional thing shouldn't be lacking. Like it's in Gashmis. When somebody is given wealth, right? So imagine, um, imagine the guy comes, he needs to be helped. The basin says, we're giving him a horse and one person to ride on. That's what we're obligated from Tzedakah. Let's say there's some nice people that come and say, you know what, we want to, we want to make him rich. We want to give him five people running in front of him. Or, you know, they got him a Corolla, and now somebody comes and says, you know, I want to get him a, a Camry. Ah. So now, once he's used to that, what happens now? If he's used to that and he loses that, then it's already not, that's not a wealth. That already became his status. That already became something that now he's lacking, and now we have to provide it to him. So similarly, we could say, Beruchnius also. In the Machshava, and in the Avedis HaNefesh, I says, in thought, and in the person working with his, with his own individual soul, with his personality the same way it is after right we understand that after somebody gets wealth then the lack of it if he loses it it becomes a lack not just a, a, a removed luxury but an actual necessity that's no longer that, that he's lacking it can also be in his thought and in his climb to wealth of any kind since there's a concept of the Balshan to the place where a person projects himself a place where a person's mind is. He's really there in a sense. He's already there. So once a person is aiming for wealth, right? So the Ashiros, this wealth and, 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 and the added dimension of wholesomeness that it would bring is now already lacking to him. In his mind, he's already, he's aiming for wealth. So he's already there. Now when he doesn't have it, it's not he doesn't have an added dimension. It's his, it's his, he's lacking what is really his status. And now, when he gets that, Ashiros, it's already no longer like an added luxury. It's filling what, what he's missing. And, says the Rebbe, before Hashem it's known that really, now the Rebbe is going to explain, I guess, why halachically you don't have to provide for, for wealth. I mean, basically, if the person is, is, is projecting I want to be rich. And now he doesn't have it, so he's lacking. So when he comes to the basin, we have to give him from the tzedakah. Why don't we give him what his projection is? No. The Rebbe says, Hashem knows that he was already before he wanted 50 people running in front of him. In other words, that when he didn't have wealth, it's already a lacking, something he feels that's lacking. But you don't have to give it to him from tzedakah because lamata down here, 
the, the, there's a concept, the judge can only judge by what he sees. Down below here, in, in actual practical halacha, it becomes revealed that what's actually lacking to him, it only becomes revealed what's lacking to him after he actually has it. If he became wealthy, and he got used to it, now he loses it, now we have to give him back that wealth. But not because, in his mind, that's where he projects himself. So to take this to back to the Pesach, says the Rebbe Ches, about a ger, the big wasn't this guy between the two Pesachs, since also before he was Megai, before he converted in actuality. He was already beforehand, as we said, a ger. He had the, the spark. Even though in a revealed way, that only became revealed and only became recognized when he actually converted. And halachically, that's the time when he's obligated. But then also retroactively, so you only know when somebody had the spark of a ger after he does it. A gear, kahalach. <laughs> it's kind of, you don't know. Why do we tell a gear? Somebody comes to convert, we try to push him away. We just said he has a spark. We only know he has a spark after he fulfills the halacha of doing the gear, makes it through the process and so on. We see he has a neshama, we say, oh, that already showed that retroactively you also had it then. So it comes out that when he brings the Karm Pesach Sheni, he's really fulfilling the, 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 the Pesach Rishon that the ger was pining away to be part of and was really part of it just couldn't do it because that was already so it's not just an added thing he's getting now actually fixing what he couldn't do in that previous Pesach right beautiful test so the teaching here is like this the Hiral for each one of us in, in Arabic it tells you how much you have to be dedicated in in, 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 in trying your best to spread Teira and Mitzvahs Teira and Yiddishkeit Especially the Hafatis Samayon is spreading the wellsprings of Chesedes. A person may think by himself, the work is important. But you know what? It's only hidden mitzvah. It's only to beautify the mitzvah. It's a shlemos. Of course, if I do it, it's going to bring a new wholesome dimension to the people around me and to me. But why do I? It's not, it's not if I don't do it, something will be lacking. It's like kind of added, added, you know, extra, extra, extra credit. Why well, I have to, have to be so, uh, you know, uh, be, be so, do it with such haste and with such uh, energy. So we tell him, no, no, no. Don't just think it's shlemos as an added wholesome dimension. Uh, it could be that actually if you have the ability to do that, then by not doing that, you're actually doing omission. Because could be that that's exactly what your neshama came down to do. And by not doing it, you're not just not doing something extra. You're actually omitting that which you could have done. And that's an omission. And that's you're creating a chesorah. Like the tale of Al-Shamtav, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu shiktar up on Hashem Evdervelt. Hashem sends down a Hashem to this world and left Zibitzik on the Arctic and he lives for 70 or 80 years. But the Tachlis HaKavonim and the Shlichus is, and the purpose of his being sent down of this world could be, is to turn Aiden HaTeva to do another Jew a favor in Gashmius Bichlal, Generally speaking, a physical favor, when in Ruchis Fatanis particularly could be a favor, a spiritual a spiritual favor. It could be that this favor that you're being given the opportunity to do today with this particular Jew, it could be this is the reason your Nishama came down here on this world. And if God forbid you're not doing it, that's just you're missing an extra credit. You're missing out the main function of the Nishama coming down here on the world. And since nobody knows. You don't know which activity and at what time and to who, which neshama came down for. 
So you got to be involved in all activities that come your way in a way of you got to grab it and eat, grab it and drink. In other words, you got to, anything that comes to your, anything that comes to your horizon, to, to, to your, to your environs, just go for it. Maybe this is the whole purpose. You, wanna, you wouldn't want to find out that you missed the, you missed the boat, you missed what you came here for. And through this, will be zeichet to the Gula Mitzvah Hashlema, the Rebbe underlines Hashlema, the complete Gula. Both explanations, both translations of Shlema. That first of all, all the, it's going to fix all the lackings of Golas, Shlema, it's going to complete all that which is lacking. And it's also going to bring a Shlema, it's a whole new wholesome dimension into the world, higher than the world was, even before Chetit Zadas. Before Chetit Zadas, the world was complete. Then it was called Eile Toldes Hashemayim Baris, and the word Toldes is written with two vavs, with a full vav. says the Eile Mavinu the world was created in a complete way, but there's going to be something higher. Eile Toldes Peretz, this is going to be the, these are the children of Peretz. Peretz was the father, great great grandfather of David Amelach. <coughs> there also says Mole. Says with full Toldes, when Mashiach comes, it's going to be even higher than the completion of the world at creation. It's going to be a higher completion. In other words, the world wasn't lacking anything. So if we went back to the way the world was before Chetet Zadas, it would be complete. No, we're going to have a new Shlemus, which means an added dimension. As Ramam says, in that time there won't be laid off, there won't be any hunger, there won't be any war, there won't be any jealousy, there won't be any, um, any competition. There'll be a Shlemus, there'll be a completion. There won't be any lack. And then there's, the Ramam has a different thing. There'll be so much good. There will be no lack and there'll be a, a, a vast amount of good. That's the next level of Shlemus. And the whole occupation of the world will only be to know Hashem. And that's full Shlemus. That there's, the, everybody's just occupied in knowing Hashem. That should be speedily in our days. And just like to add here, so, so some people sometimes get confused by this Vartid of Hashem that he came down to do one favor for Yid. So, <laughs> like somebody asked me today in Hashir, maybe I shouldn't do the favor, I want to keep living. That I've explained, I don't remember where, but I remember, uh, I remember it's, uh, it's somewhere in the Mems, I believe. The Rebbe said, it's not Pshat Shalom, after the person does that favor, he finishes his thing. It's kind of like there's a, there's a climax, there's, 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 there's the storyline of the person's life. It has a beginning, it has an end, it has a thing, but there's, there's so to speak, the flavor of this whole person's life, the, the definition of what his part of the puzzle is, is to do this particular thing, uh, and for that, the whole life is there. It's not that Chashom after that he passes, no. That's his. That's his, his. His mission is to provide this cling to the to the whole picture. You don't want to miss that chas That's where you got to go for everything that comes your way. You got to go for it. That's lacha. <laughs>